The Cabs Through Everything Around Me podcast. At the same time, it yeah. tastes like apple cider vinegar. That one, at least, because it's a crisp apple. But that it's is rancid. So oh, it's 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 vile, but it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to keep this um in the podcast, so that could actually be our introduction. So yeah, and for anyone who is listening, I am joined by Agatha, also known as Ags. That's what I like to call her, anyway. And um, yeah, this is the Carbs Rule Everything Around Me podcast. I'm your host, Ben. And yeah, um, just thank you very much for dropping in and clearing your throat and warming up your vocals with your kombucha. Oh, yeah. Welcome aboard. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? I'm not bad, not bad. It's the start of my five day annual leave today. So I can't wait to rest a little bit. I had still holidays to be used this year, so um, I figured out, you know, since I'm working next next Saturday, I will just um, just take a couple of days off in the beginning of the week and then come back for literally the easiest day that I could do, which is Thursday, Friday, and then okay. Saturday half day, and then I've got a time off until New Year's, which I was supposed to go home uh, for Christmas on Monday the 14th. Well, Sunday the 13th, originally, but unfortunately, due to everything that's going on at the moment, um, I'm unable to. So I'm going to spend time with my ankle in a little hallwood near Milton Keynes, um, hoping to discover some trails around there. So I need to plan a couple of routes out. Um, and yeah, and just going to chill. Yeah, How that's we- great. So you, you say you're on annual leave and you're going to rest. Now, I know with both of us being runners, you're not going to rest, are you? Is there going to be any running involved? Oh, God, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've had a week break, uh, which is still finishing, apparently, until tomorrow, um, after my 50k on Sunday. Um, but, uh, you know, we both know it's not going to last long. Um, and I may go out tomorrow morning just for a 10k or something, uh, just because my feet are eating me since I was start- I started to feel okay, like my legs were going uh, doing really well um, around Wednesday, Thursday. So I was just eating to go out and just go and run. So I might as well just go out and do a 10k tomorrow. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's like annual leave. You know, you can sit on your backside. You can watch multiple episodes of Lost or Stranger Things or whatever your bag is. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll just go out and you know, destroy cannot, my body and, you know, destroy my feet. I cannot sit on my ass for too long. Like, I'm one of those type of, types of people that I love my time off and I love to rest and have a bit of time break. Um, but at the same time, I cannot do that for too long. When I, basically, when I did the Stop October, um, I promised myself I'm not going to drink throughout the whole October, so I did. Um, it was really nice, uh, good experience. Um, but of course, me being me, uh, I decided to just go head first into drinking again. Um, and what I thought was three single gin and tonics um, was a three quarters of a bottle of Bombay Sapphire. Um, so that didn't end up well. I was drinking on a school night on Tuesday and then I woke up hangover on Wednesday morning at 6.15 um and yeah uh basically i screwed myself over so bad um i was off at work um on wednesday i texted my manager saying you know this is what happened can i please have a day off 
And he said mm. to me, you're not feeling well, just take a day off. And I was like, oh, Lord and Saviour, God bless you. Um, and then I stayed at home for a whole day. Um, and literally about two o'clock, I started to feel okay again. So I was like, I would love to go to work. But at the same time, I know I would not survive with the state mm. that I was I would not survive it. I could barely get myself sitting straight in my bed because my head was feeling so dizzy and I was feeling like, oh, I may be sick, I may be not, but, you know, <laughs> never know what's going to happen. And, you know, with customer service, how it is. Some people just come in and they, will, they won't have the intention of annoying you, but they will still do. So I've, oh, got, no. I've got very low tolerance for people sometimes, um, especially at 7.30 in the morning when I'm at work. Um, <laughs> So, you know, that would not end up very well with me being half drunk and just trying to type everything in a computer and just doing my thing at work. No, that would oh, that no. wouldn't end. <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, I think it's important sometimes, isn't it? You know, because I've done that a couple of times, um, you know, in my line of work where I've been in touch with my line manager and I said, you know, can I have the day off? You know, I use it as like a mental health day, you know, so it sounds like you um, had a little bit of self-care. It's like, yeah, you know, it was um, self-fueled by Jim. Yeah. And I know that you don't do... You, you don't do anything by halves, do you, um, Ags? You know, it's like, we're, yesterday you signed up for another 50k race, but yeah, there you go. You've you got to do something in your spare time. It's like, you know, if it's not going to be ultra distances, it's going to be alcohol, and, you know, which one is more beneficial for you? Uh, well, it depends on the situation. Like, alcohol will be beneficial for me, for my mood to, you know, make me happy. Mm. I know things that you don't have to drink alcohol to be happy um so that's what I'm doing now to basically last week on Saturday I gave up alcohol completely um and I decided I'll go straight edge the carbs real podcast is powered by mountain fuel nutrition for runners cyclists triathletes and anyone taking part in endurance events the sports jellies and recovery drinks are refreshing and sit well on the stomach and their flapjacks are delicious and keep you going for longer. I'm personally a big fan and advocate of Mountain Fuel as they've enabled me to keep moving and have helped keep my energy stores up. You listeners can get 10% off all orders by heading to the Mountain Fuel website mountainfuel.co.uk and using the code it's all good 10 So you've gone straight edge and I know what that is. Me being quite alternative when I was younger and having respect for, you know, um, straight edge people and the reasons why they do it. But if you just want to tell all the listeners what being straight edge is, please, Ags. Um, it's basically you give up on alcohol and smoking, um, which I don't smoke anyway. So I decided um, I'll go into a straight edge, um, into sobriety and stop drinking at all. Because I decided that if I'm supposed to have any empty calories, it will be junk food. Um, and it will be more food rather than drinking because at least I'm not going to have a very nasty hangover the next day um, or, you know, wake up still feeling drunk like I did. And basically the the thing that motivated me the most was, of course, the um, recent happening last month um, when I got drunk. Um, and yeah, I did have a couple of beers afterwards, uh, but it was just like one or two of them in the span of two or three weeks. And then mm. I decided, you know what, no. One of one of my friends does it, uh, one of the guys that I know, um, and I decided, you know what, yeah, let's do it. Let's just go for it and just stop drinking alcohol at all. So, yeah, at least, you know, if anyone needs any designated drivers anytime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's um, learning from your um, own experiences, and I do 
you know, have the occasional drink. You know, I very rarely, you know, binge drink. And, you know, I've got full respect for people who are straight edge, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've looked into the origin of it in the past, you know, because I've had a couple of friends who decided to become straight edge and are, are still straight edge. But, you know, it's effectively, you know, living that like what's deemed to be a poison free lifestyle and, you know, effectively looking after yourself, keeping yourself safe, you know, and um, everybody's got, you know, guilty pleasures, vices, things they enjoy doing. Um, I don't think there should be any criticism or negative feedback when somebody decides to lead a lifestyle free of alcohol, drugs and smoking, because it's, it's that's that person's decision. And there is a lot of, you know, culture, you know, um, when we go out socially or meet up with friends, go on, just have the one drink, you just have the one drink drink yeah you're sort of expected to drink so you know um when when I said it at work that you know I'm going straight edge uh which basically I know that not a lot of people know what it means I said to them this is what it means basically I'm not going to be drinking any alcohol and what I've heard is you're right you're not so you're pregnant it's like no no and hell no I'm definitely not pregnant I'm just fat <laughs> uh and yeah oh, and I what I'm not I just don't want to drink I I've after violating myself last time I decided why should I just keep doing it like that was really tough feeling when mm. happened I was still drunk I think um and you know and I said to everyone at work and they were like you're definitely not okay you're not going to survive and I was like I'm already pissed off a couple of days um earlier um at work and I said to my friend shit I really want to just have a drink have a wine yeah but non-alcoholic beer at home this is what I will have to do. And I didn't, like, I didn't get a wine. Like, I know I could. It's mm. easily accessible. Um, but it's just a strength of willpower and training yourself and, you know, not to give up on your every single uh, need that you want. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important that you say that, you know, it's like training your mind. And, you know, I, I call it mind management. You know, you've got yeah. to assess and reassess things you know, occasionally, you know, and set those little goals, you know, you can't say I am definitely going to not touch another drop of alcohol, you've got to go through that journey with yourself. And um, I think what's, um, you know, um, good this year, yes, we've had the worldwide pandemic. So, you know, we've not been able to go out and socialise like we ordinarily would do. I don't know if you've seen that as an opportunity where you think, you know, this could be the start of a fruitful and positive journey, um, not consuming alcohol because, you know, we can't get out of the door, go to a local bar, you know, or pub and meet up with friends. And also, you know, it's really refreshing knowing that, you know, there's a lot of non-alcoholic free, um, you know, like products, you know, like beers, okay. wines, even gin, you know, and I've tried some non-alcoholic gin and it tastes just like, you know, the real thing, but, you know, should we be calling it the real thing? You know, um, yeah. you don't have to consume alcohol, you know, to, you know, um, just do it, you know, because you want to fit in in that social network. You will be, of course, ridiculed because people will do it um, because they don't understand, you know, how one can decide, you know, on a night out, mm. I don't want to drink. But there's so many reasons, like you may have a alcoholic family, like you don't want to have the yeah. same life them um, you may not be able to tolerate alcohol because for example your body may not necessarily uh, metabolize other products yeah. of alcohol. um 
So there's so many things that have an impact of why you don't want to drink. And people do not understand because because they just don't. Like you can't, there will be people that will understand it, but of course there will be more of them that won't understand why you don't want to do it. And it's you don't have to explain yourself to them why. It's just they sort of should accept the fact that you won't drink it because you don't want to. And that's it, stop forcing each other. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, it doesn't define who you are as a person. You know, it's like friends and family you know, um, really enjoy your company. I presume they do. <laughs> but, um, you know, what, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, um, people know you, not because of whatever glass of gin and fancy garnish you've got in it or, you know, what beer you've got in your hand. It's it's like you. there's so many other layers to you. And I know that, you know, um, you know people can, you know, say, you know, I, I decided to stop drinking alcohol because it was defining who I am. Um, but, you know... Um, I think once you give people like the reasons why you choose not to drink or even the reasons why you do drink, you know, people understand it more. But the only way that they're going to understand that is if they actually have that conversation with you in the first place, you know, rather than just putting you under pressure. Yeah, that is definitely that's definitely a thing. Like my parents, when I told them, you know, I'm not going to be drinking alcohol because I, I just don't want to. Like after I violated myself, as you know, um, <clears throat> last time when I had so much alcohol, um, I just don't see the point of doing it. I just don't want to be doing it, you know, every now and then. Uh, mm. Because it, if I don't have a person or my friends that I can go out and have a beer with or a gin or whatever with, um, it's it sucks a little bit to do it on your own. And yeah. um, it doesn't feel the same. But at the same time, I just, I know I can have a good fun with alcohol and without it. But mm. I just, not to have a not to have it and still have a good fun so um yeah it's a it's a matter of personal preference like I've been ridiculed at work because of that and because I don't drink and everyone like out of 15 people um at work everyone drinks uh mm. well besides me now so um you know it will be always the one she black sheep um in the whole litter of sheep yeah hand. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, of course. It's usually me being the weird one because a I run, and when I say to everyone like, "Oh, you know what? I've just got, I've just got fifty k to run on Sunday. You know, just, just a little fifty k." You mad? Are you insane? Are you okay? Are you feeling right? <laughs> yeah, it's just a fifty k. You know, it's just fifty k, and this is the same thing. What I faced when I started running. Mm-hmm. Um, I originally got into running um, in twenty nineteen um, when basically the year before when um, the applications for London Marathon opened in twenty twenty uh, eighteen. I was like, oh, this is a forty two kilometers. What is it? It's basically if I keep seven thirty minutes per kilometer, which is I don't know how much is it in a mile per uh, minute. But I was just like, yeah, I'll just do it like do this and sign up. And what is this forty two k? I can easily keep up that pace. <laughs> Fast forward two years. Um, I was so wrong. I was so wrong with that because I was thinking, oh, I can easily, you know, finish it in six hours or something. Mm. What a bullshitter was I uh, to myself. And I was thinking, you know, if I will get a place out of ballot, first I'm trying, um, I'll run it for my nan for Alzheimer's research. Mm. So I was like, it's a good thing. It will motivate me. But like, I wasn't even thinking about training. It was just more of a... I just sign myself up and then just pray for the best that I won diamond race. Um, and was, was that the expectation? Was that like, yeah. if I don't die, I'm happy with whatever the result is? It's like, that, 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 that is funny, but it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, um, 
it's funny, isn't it? Because when when, when you say eggs, you know, um, you know, I, I I've had it from work colleagues and even still many of my friends. You know, when I say, oh, um, so then like, what have, what have you been up to at the weekend? And they say, oh, I've watched a bit of football. You know, watched TV, had a few drinks. What about you, Ben? Oh, I went out and ran for three hours. And you get that look from certain people, and it's like you're like you're like looking at me like I've just committed a cold blooded murder. Because they don't understand it. Yeah, but it is funny, you know, and I I use that to my advantage. You know, um, when you say that, you know, you're deemed to be, you know, the outsider, you know, I use it to my benefit, you know, and, you know, I sort of like play on that. So it's like, you know, I I am quite an eccentric and, you know, um, mischievous guy, you know, who enjoys, (laughs) who enjoys running. But I, I make sure that I turn that criticism in a positive for myself, you know, and I think it's great to be an outsider. And what we're finding now, especially this year when, you know, we've had gyms, you know, CrossFit boxes, you know, multifunctional, like, you know, fitness, like, you know, like um, buildings, wherever it might be, is you've had a lot more people running. So, you know, we look less like outsiders. But what I found is that, you know, when, although people have got into running, I think I thought, what can I do to um, make myself continue to look like an outsider? Right. Well, yeah. rather than going for a 5K or 10K run, I'll start looking at them, um, booking like 50 mile races or doing race to the stones. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a little, just like a little distance. Like mm. originally when I started running, I thought, you know, I'll just go climb that distance. Like, I'll start with the 5K, 10K, um, then uh, 10 miles, half marathon, um marathon and then just go into ultras that's what that was my plan originally for this year because mm. i've completed most of those things in um in my first well first six months of running um mm. and then i was supposed to run two marathons and two ultras this year um and a couple of minor races probably as well um but of course like nothing of that happened uh because of the pandemic um mm. and i was thinking you know i'll just progress in a distance ladder and just climb myself um over the scoring each of every single one of those distances um and i was so excited for manchester i was a bit nervous but at the same time i was really excited um because i was like i would just tackle the distance if i come in under seven hours 30 or even under eight hours that would be a massive success mm. as a first first time at the distance and then I can start talking with my coach about the goals um and you know when I sat down with my coach we we had a massive uh massive talk about you know the distances and the goals and aims shout out to Rory from race coaching by the way um he is really good if anyone looks for a coach he's an amazing person but um we spoke about the um my goals and I, I wanted to do it in like six hours maximum seven hours yeah but as I progressed I was thinking you know just screw the time goal just go for it because it's the first first aim at your distance you cannot expect of yourself so much because it may not necessarily come out the way you want it and I've learned that of times already during my runs um you know it will never come out the way you expect it to be it may come out a little bit worse it may come out exactly how you want it um or it might come out even a little bit better which is it's always comes out that those two things that you never expect either a little yeah. bit better or a little bit worse um and you know i just i just kept going with my training and so of course uh, the pandemic hit and then that sort of took 
um, a little bit of uh, my motivation away from that because I didn't want to do any of the virtual races because I just felt like it's pointless uh, because it's, I know if makes you feel like you're racing you've got the bibs and you've got the medals and everything but the thing that is missing out the most what makes me more motivated is the fact that I can exit the virtual race anytime I want mm. I'm yeah. going to half marathon and I don't feel it I can get out and I can do it I can still do it within an actual race but of course there will be for medical reasons or whatever um but you've got the people that are watching you you've got the set route that you're taking um, and you're yeah. following the and that's sort of the thing that motivates me the most is the actual thing of going out and having the road even though I'll plan myself a road it's still not the same as being in the moment of a running event which is yeah. what makes us I think more motivated um, and at yeah. least that, speaking about myself definitely it makes me more motivated to just go out and you know have an actual race rather than Oh, I'm just gonna go for a virtual 10k and yeah, and, I know oh. you mean it, it, it is nice, isn't it? You know, so I've enjoyed doing some virtual events, but you're doing all that planning and preparation yourself, and it's nice to turn up on race day. You know, you're rubbing shoulders with all the runners who turn up. You know, there's all weird and wonderful people from all different backgrounds, and you're pretty much spoon fed. You know, the route you're spoon fed what to do. You know, you're yeah. sort of like. It's, it's sort of like having a team of bit babysitters around you. Oh, you know, you're going the wrong way. You need to go down that road. Or do you want any food or drinks? So you feel like you're um, a, a child in a nursery. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoy that. And, you know, with, with what you just told me there, you know, in regards to, you know, um, what, you know, like selecting times and, you know, having expectations of yourself, would you say that you have less expectations of yourself in regards to going out there and trying to be the best because when, when we look at you know social media and even like you know when we're switching on the tv and watching running documentaries you know it's always the best ever athletes or you know on instagram i think instagram is quite diverse in regards to the platform that runners are given but it tends to be a massive majority of people um, are the best looking runners or what fits into the mode of what you know, um, even, you know, the public deemed to be, you know, um, a runner. Oh, you know, they're, they're a runner because, you know, they've got single-digit body fat, they look really lean, you know, they've got long, lanky legs and, you know, they, they look perfect, you know, you can see the cheekbones and, you know, we could go on and on. But I think, you know, um, the diversity in running is getting better. But would you say that, you know, with, you know, I, 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 I'll probably talk on behalf of both of us here, Ags, and, you know, you can shoot me down and tell me that I'm a dick if I'm wrong. But would you say that when you are putting running shoes on and you're going out doing these, you know, big events, big distances, that you're doing it on behalf of those people who aren't necessarily deemed to look like your typical runner? I'm not a typical runner myself, definitely. Um, I'm not the skinniest person. I'm not like the fittest and the most good looking person. And um, sometimes I feel a little bit self-conscious when I even take smiling pictures. Because, for example, my hair may not look the way I want or I just don't have a good day to take a picture. Um, but I just like, I'm not a God knows how bloody amazing with a massive PBs of 5k 10k and just basically smashing the record and just being mm. amazing just sort of I'm stubborn and I'm an idiot and I'm stubborn and I just go out and just be like so what that for example um I don't know Damon Hall could do a Pennine wave FKT yeah I'm stubborn enough to be like all right I can do it as well 
it may take me probably four times as long as his um and as his time um and mm. i may probably have blisters and have to change shoes in between and socks and everything but i'll just go out and do it because um I, I see myself as a runner and I know that mm, um, he's a runner as well and so many people are runners that, you know, you shouldn't be feeling limited because of the way you look or the way you feel about yourself not to be able to do those things of the events. Mm. You should just, you know, be like, I want to do it, so I'll just do it and just, you know, just be stubborn in what you want. Just follow your dreams and just keep going um, further down. Just push yourself to the limits, uh, whether it's mental limits or whether it's physical limits. Uh, make yourself cry probably during the runs a couple of times. Uh, but, you know, just keep going and just, just yeah. do your thing. Like, it's not if, like, as you said before, with the lockdown and everything, you've seen more people on trails and everywhere just going around enjoying the runs, which is a good thing. Um, so that's a good thing to, you know, that you, you see so many people running and I've had so many people join our running group um over the time of uh lockdown yeah, Which is a yeah. Good, it it makes running seem less exclusive more inclusive so uh, more people can join us and more people can you know feel inspired by you I've had people tell me that I'm inspiring them and I'm like I'm just just going out and doing my thing you know I don't see myself as an inspiring person because um because it's not a thing you know I'm inspire people I don't see myself as that I'm here to do my thing and just you know going out and if it inspires people at the same time it benefits me um mm. maybe a little because you know I know I've done a good thing even though I I have a bit of a um imposter syndrome and I don't feel mm. myself as a person who inspires others and I take my the credit away from myself but it's a good like if people are inspired by what I do and it makes them, you know, want to be like, oh, you know what, I sign up for, for 50K because of your amazing runs or your good runs or how you speak about um, the running and the fact that you don't bullshit about running um, on your mm. Instagram posts, you know, they're raw and um, you, you say, you know, how it is that you've had good runs, you've had bad runs, you don't bullshit it. If people will tell me that and be like, okay, so I sign up because of you for 50k, I'll just be like, you know, it's your own responsibility if you're diamond race, do not blame <laughs> me on your last purpose. But, you know... No, no, I, I, I think that's what's so authentic about you and, you know, you, you have got to be organic and I say that, you know, with um, the conversations that we've had, you know, um, you know, effectively throughout the year, you know, um, your journey is yours. You know, you're not doing it because you want to compare yourself to other people. I mean, competitiveness and comparing yourself to others is not always a bad thing, but you're effectively doing it for you. You know, so if other people are seeing it through the lens of, you know, their own phone, you know, like laptop screen, whatever it might be. And they're thinking, well, Agatha's going out and she's going for a run. It's making me get my um, running shoes on. That's fantastic. And you make so many good points there you know what um if you want to do the Pennine way you know you can go out and do that you know as long as you um have some preparation and like you say you've got a couple of um pairs of socks to change into um but you acknowledge you know just like I do myself that you're not going to do it just like Damien Hall would do you know that's not going to happen but you know um that's 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 what's that's what's great about running you know I think there's um still an elitist culture in running but there is an elitist culture you know in everything that you decide to do you know and that's that's great it's a great point that you make it's like Damien Hall's gone out and he's ran the length of um, the Pennine Way and you know um, I had a chat with the previous guest in regards to the Pennine Way they are doing it next year you know and um, it, they're doing it over a two-week period you know so they're doing it because 
they want to do it. Yeah, you know, other people have inspired him so to put on his running shoes. Still the same distance. Mm. It doesn't matter which way you will compete, uh, compete, whether it will be over the course of a week, two weeks, three mm. weeks, a month. It's still the distance that you have completed. So, I mean, you will probably have bits where you'll have a nap mid-Pennine way in a tent or something, you know, yeah. carry will walk most of it rather than run but it's still complete that distance there may not be an fkt there should be there should be i'm i'm saying it it should be a a piece of internet where you've got of course you've got the fkts um and you've got uh skts the slowest known time uh which <laughs> it would be fair on so many people but i know most of the people would just probably go out and be walking a thing that normally they would run but it should be a you know slowest known time and probably i could beat some of them um, and just just go out and do a Pennine yeah. way over the course of seven years if I have to just stay on the Pennine way and just build a house somewhere mid and you know just make a family out there and then just go out and just do a chunk by chunk and just keep pushing the house oh, right and I'm, I'm, I'm so jealous of those people who you know because the Pennine um, pass through nearby to where I live it's only about three four miles away um, an area called um, Stanage and I'm jealous of the people who actually live on the Pennine Way. Who they just can put on the running shoes, step out of the door, and they're on it. You know, whereas me, it's it's about a 15, 20 minute drive. You know, which is no big deal, but it's it's so great. But I'm envious of you because you know you're not too far from like North and South Downs Way. So you know, um, it works both ways. I love I love the I love both of those areas. Like South Downs Way would always be my go point, uh, go to point. Um, especially just you know get on the train, go to Eastbourne, um, run to the beginning of the uh, South Downs, which also is the start of the Beachy Head Marathon. Mm. It's really tough um, beginning point. Like my one of my friends, one of the guys that I was crushing on um, in my running club, um, he did it in five and a half hours yeah beachy head marathon like i mean it was pissing down rain and it was the most horrible um you know weather they can imagine for running but it's just the beginning of the south downs way that is the toughest and i stopped a couple of times i had to take a breath because because it's tough um and i'm a little <laughs> bit unfit uh, but it's just the views around you on South Downs Way. When you don't go, the South Downs Way will, will goes like a little bit further down from the cliffs. But I just usually go by the cliffs. And I just look at the sea and I just listen to everything. And I just take it all in. Like when I went there for the first time in February, uh, that was mm. nice, tough. The weather wasn't uh, that good. Um, and then when I went to do my uh, one community final run um, in May, and I just got to the point, I just stood there by the uh, by the way marker and I just looked at everything and I just felt like, yeah, this is my happy place. Like it felt so serene and just so calm in that, literally in that one point. I was just so happy just to be out there and, you know, it was so nice. It was sort of such a warm weather as well. Um, and of course, as Better down um, I went and I just got to I think it was a cook me haven yeah um, it was it was lovely um, I didn't feel like it would be that hot it was I think barely about 21 degrees um, but when I got to the beginning of Southern's Way again um, uh, and I looked at my legs in a taxi because I was too lazy to walk and <laughs> I looked at my legs and I was just basically like um, 
I might look a little bit crabby. Uh, I was burned. I was burned so bad, but I didn't expect it to be that bad. I knew, you know, you've got the sun falling down on, you know, the rays on the sea and that radiator and, you know, all that sort of um, other aspects. Well, 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 with 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 that place, you know, it's like, is it is it quite exposed? Because a lot lot of the running yeah. nearby to me, it tends to be in wooded areas, or you know, because of the t- terrain, you know, is covered by trees, or you know, like this, like mountains covered by mountains. It was so it was exposed because when I when I go down the cliffs and I go that way, it, it's like it's just purely because of the views of the sea. Um, I that's why I got burned because stupidly mm. I didn't take the sun cream on. Uh, but you've got quite exposed areas. Like you may have, I think, if you'd go down proper way, um, mm. that may have some like little bushes and trees. But I just love the like the beauty of it, just the yeah. calm, the moment, and just how nice it is. And it's yeah. so relaxing out there if there's not a lot of people um which unfortunately sometimes it is on some parts you can just sit in one spot and just admire everything that is out there that that's what i love yeah i i love that you say that um you know i will quickly move on from you know something that i'm just going to extract from what you've just said which is a uh, you know there's the occasional bush you know which you know is really important if you're on a long run we need our bushes if nature calls but you know when you say that you know you can be you know um out running and you can feel you can feel so isolated can't you and i don't know if you picked that up on the totally fkt documentary you know um mm-hmm. damien hall saying that you know the pennine way you know um you can be on parts of it and you can feel so isolated and on your own and we're living in a country where there's 60 million people and if you think about it it's with you know we're living on a small island and you can be out running on the trails and you can feel that you're the only person who exists in the UK. It may, it definitely makes you feel like that, especially when I'm running around the parts of trails around here, um, when it's, for example, Saturday instead of Sunday and a lot of families are around. Uh, it makes you feel so much better. Like You've yeah. got that moment of serenity when you are, of course, in the heap of life and you've got um so much going on and you go out and even walking and you go on trails where you know you know you'll be alone you've got that moment of being able to take the deep breath and just having the relax and you know this is it this is my calm moment let's not destroy it by pulling out phones and taking pictures just just you know mm-hmm. take everything in just have a moment and then just you know keep going with the journey so yeah definitely. exactly and it's, it's not it's it's not always about those cold at moments and this leads on really well to something that I, I'm quite conscious, conscious that I do want to ask you, Ags, you know, and we do hear it on a regular basis, you know, whether it's people that we meet, you know, in real life or, you know, when we are, you know, talking to people online in those e-communities that we've seen and um, sprout up a lot throughout the year is we ask each other, well, how did you get into running? But what I'm mindful of is because I know that London Marathon was the start of your um, yeah. journey with running, and it started off um, quite wobbly on the day of London Marathon. But um, oh, I, well, I want to know is what I want to know is why do you run? Um, why? Because apparently punching people is being frowned upon at work um, <laughs> and being a sarcastic uh, 
Biatch is being frowned upon. So I still do that occasionally at work, unfortunately. Um, if my resting bitch face comes out and I had customers ask me, are you okay? And I'm like, no, this is literally how I look. I'm not angry with or anything. This is how I look. Um, I run just because it makes me feel free. Like I have never imagined myself to be a runner. I could, if I could get out of running in high school, any sort of distance that we had, like half kilometer, a hundred meters, anything, I would do it. And I would be faking a lady things and I'll be faking an injury or anything that I can or do it in the slowest time possible just because I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, when I look at myself and I'm like, oh, so I run and I run longer distances and I go out and run and I run for fun and I run for pleasure um, and I run in pissing rain in a cold weather in winter in heat. And I'm like, this just a whole change of, you know, being a person like uh, how I changed in last several years. I would never expect myself to do it. I would just before I start running, I didn't have any sort of proper like deep-seated passion I would just be buying physics book and books and reading about physics even though I didn't do that at university at, at school yeah. or anything and I was interested in that in sort of hard sciences if you can call that um but I wasn't like very very passionate about it and I didn't have like my thing like my passion um or my very big interest and sort of it happened that basically I just went, you know, tried to do a London marathon and um, I failed and I met um, guys from the running club that were coming back mm. from London and they invited me, you know what, listen, join us, Warfare Runners, you know, we run on this and this, just, you know, hit us up on Facebook and, you oh. know, and um, join one of our training sessions and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, and that's how I did it. Like, I, I just I just sort of went for it and, um and I was thinking, you know, if I'll keep going for a month and not burn out to be like, oh, I want to give up. I don't want to run anymore. And mm. I'll be joining most of the training sessions or run on my own. Um, I'll just be like, OK, I'll buy myself a running watch. And then I would go to visit to have a gait analysis. And then um, I'll do this. And I was just doing it bit by bit. And then suddenly, like, fast forward to a uh, September 2019 when I was doing two marathons uh, week by week. Um, and I'll just go and just enjoy a casual 21 kilometers run with uh, wine, of course, involved, um, and some snacks and everything. And that's how I met most of my current friends, like for running. And I feel like this is why I run. I just run for the sanity, the happiness, yeah. joys of meeting other people, um, especially because if I will say to any of my friends, work related or non-work related or and definitely not running related that you know I run for fun and I run for like 10 kilometers for fun and I run more than that for fun and they're like which yeah. mental asylum do you take? <laughs> yeah I, I can relate to that Ags and you know it's great it's, 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 it's that you say that sanity. people yeah. question my sanity but I for a fact that with the community that I'm around now is runners I mean I know I'm not feeling like an oddity. I perceive everyone else as an oddity. Like, oh, I ran 5K. Oh, so amazing. So do you, you, you know, I start just going into full runner mode and then be like, oh, right. So what, what did you use? What's, um, 
what was do you have like how do you record your runs do you upload them on Strava do you have like can I follow you on Strava and then I just go into like proper details like so where did you go like do you plan on signing up for another race mm-hmm. like are you thinking of 10k are you thinking of this are you thinking of that and then like I just went out just because I wanted to like I'm not a runner I just yeah. go out and did it and like I, j- I just do it like 5k and for them I think 5k seems like a massive thing and I'm like 5k is my warm-up yeah, and it's, it's, well, it, it, it becomes that, doesn't it? And, you know, um, it's great that you say all those things because, you know, you're effectively doing this game of running for yourself, you know, and I know that we can um, have those dips, you know, where we're looking at other people thinking, gosh, I wish I could run as quickly as they can. But, you know, um, effectively, you know, um, I've taken a lot from what you've just said, Ags, because, you know, running does regulate my mental and emotional state. And, you know, although we've not, ne- we've not really touched on COVID-19, which is really refreshing, but is it also frightening because it shows that we're uh, becoming used to living in a world where, you know, this worldwide pandemic has limited us. But, you know, um, have you found that you taking up running and becoming immersed into the sport of running has helped you yeah. cope better throughout the pandemic? Um, maybe not necessarily better because I know I've seen myself dip quite um, a few times, uh, especially with my motivation. Mm. Um, just because with no races around and nothing to train for, I just felt like I'm another pair of socks that I'll just dump and draw and I just won't do anything with them because yeah. because they're smashed. I felt like a pair of mismatched socks, um, you know, when you've got two pairs of white socks and they are from different companies and just they yeah. don't feel that's how I literally felt like I didn't have a purpose as a runner anymore like I know I still have Mm. my uh, training runs I can still be preparing for things that will come next year but you cannot be certain that they will definitely do because when you look at the pandemics that happened in years and years ago um, Mm. you had the Spanish influenza which was the last main pandemic that lasted for two years and you never know how long this thing is going to go. Like, of course, Boris is saying that, you know, things may go back to normal mid-summer 2021 and, you know, everything might be slowly slowly coming back. You've got the vaccines and everything going around. Um, I think that if we would come together as a society as one and stop thinking about each single one of us as an individual, mm. not even touching the subject, wearing masks and keeping social distance and meeting in large groups because we could just keep that post podcast going on for probably another two days and I could just keep going with it. Uh, <laughs> well, to, to be honest, stop- Ags, if, if, you weren't, if you weren't speaking to me now, I think just myself alone, I could keep myself um, company and talk for the next two days or so because I, I love the sound of my honestly, voice. <laughs> if, people, if people would just start thinking as a unity rather than mm-hmm. as each single um, as individuals I know we are all individuals um, but rather than thinking as a singular person and that thing just think of that as a the good of the team as of yeah. the country don't think of that as one thing because you'll be complaining I've had people complaining oh I'm not wearing a mask on the flight or the buses mm. or anything or um, I fake you wearing it um, you know but at the same time oh my god this ruined so many plans for me because I couldn't go see my uh, family uh, 500 kilometers couldn't mm. go you know do and go on so many holidays and I'm like I haven't seen my family at all since yeah. the beginning 
of last year. Um, I, well, the beginning of this year, sorry. Um, I haven't seen my family uh, for a year and I'm not going to see them probably for until next year. So I haven't been on any sort of holidays this year because I had so much running planned that I had to postpone all my holidays mm. and cram them to literally a three quarters of December being my holiday um, just because that's how I wanted to go for Christmas. And I cannot do, I cannot do that because 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 of the thing like because of COVID like because I've destroyed so many plants and yeah. people are complaining that oh you know you've your mom lives literally two hours drive from you or three hours drive from you I or even two streets away I, from you I have to go mm. on a train to go to Luton a plane to go to Poznan uh, and then after like eight or ten hours I can finally see my parents mm. um so stop bloody complaining that it ruins things for you because it ruined things for so many other people as well. Start acting like a unity rather than a singularity. Yeah, definitely. We'll yeah. That if we operate in that together and stop acting like dicks, uh, we would come out of that faster. With less yeah. bitching and less um, Simons or Karens or whatever just being like, <laughs> oh, I don't wear a mask, I need to get my hair done because, you know, I sound like in khaki. Well, start acting like a person and stop acting like a dick and we will. Then you no, can get exactly your hair that, yeah. And I, I'm all for that. And it's it's enabled me to put things into perspective because it's like you say, you know, I, I've not been on a plane this year and it's, it's no big deal in the grand scheme of things as long as I'm healthy and the other people around me are healthy as well. It's like, I'm not particularly bothered that, you know, I can't get to the barbers or I can't, you know, go and sit in a coffee shop because Greater Manchester's effectively being in some form of the very high risk area. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. finding a way of living with it, living differently, but more so rather than pointing fingers at each other, point our fingers at ourselves and think, what can I do? you know, to, yeah. you know, um, have a positive impact on other people around me, you know, rather than like, you know, slinging mud around. And I think it's important, you know, that word unity, you know, we've got to be kind to one another. And, you know, I think it's um, shown a lot of people are quite selfish, you know, and a lot of it, if you think about it, it's um, over material goods, you know, such as, you know, they can't go out and buy a dress and flaunt that dress or, you know, nice like, you know, um, expensive shirt on a night out. You can't go on holidays. You know, you can't, you know, go traveling. You know, you, you, you can't do all those things, which all avenues lead back to material goods. And one, one thing that, you know, I'm, I'm a massive advocate and fan of is there's um, a couple of guys called The Minimalist, great podcast. Yeah. And they say, you know, um, love people and use things because the other way around never works. You know, and I think that's, um, you know, something I've taken a lot from this year because, you know, we've not had that normal lifestyle. Now, Agatha, we've had a lot of our plans go wayward. It's been a wobbly year in regards to the race calendar. 2021, we're hoping that there's some form of normality, whatever the new normal will be. What races have you got in your calendar that you're really looking forward to doing um next year oh god i've got i think every every race that i've got is a race definitely that i'm looking forward to um just because of being raceless this year um i think the main thing is of course the centurion running 50 mile grand slam 
So all four 50 milers, um, starting with South Downs Way in April, North Downs Way um, five weeks later. In September, I think Chilton Wonderland 50. And then, of course, uh, Wendover Woods 50, which is the big, um, big 50 miler. Um, and of course, a Wendover Woods Night 50K, which is uh, the night running. Um, starts from 11 p.m., which will be really interesting. Um, and there will be sort of a nice race, uh, race um, way prior to Wendover Woods. Um, and of course, uh, I'm kicking off my uh, my running year with Herdwood 50k, which was postponed from what's supposed to be tomorrow, um, but it's postponed now until um, 23rd and 24th of January. Um, shortly afterwards, um, I've got another 50k from the same people, um, Freedom Racing. Um, I've got a, a North Downs Ridge 50k in February. Then, of course, training and um, resting until big day in April. And then I'm just going to keep going um, with South Downs Way, North Downs Way, Wendover Woods Night 50k. Um, and then a little bit of break, summer holidays. Um, and then I've got a September, which is Chilton Wonderland. Uh, probably pacing Craig uh, in October for his um, Autumn 100. Um, and then um, my last race of the year, which will be the Wendell Rules 50. Um, and then, yeah, that's my year done. Uh, probably volunteering at a couple of the events as well, just to, you know, get my points for 2022 and 100 milers, which that will be a whole another year. Like, I'm already excited for 2021. That is madness, isn't it? 2022 is going to be like maybe 200 milers, maybe like two, one in the beginning of the year and one in, in like towards the end. So I'll stop like maybe a couple of 10Ks in between, of course, um, just to keep the bling going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I'm going to start focusing more on like a little bit bigger things and, you know, do less races, but do like more valuable races. So like longer distances. And maybe throw in a 50k, you know, as a training run just to keep going, yeah. uh, raise yeah. their training. <laughs> but you know, just big things, just to you know, um, see where it goes. Like, if I'm fit enough to do a hundred miler in two years' time, then sure thing, I'll do it. I'll just go and just just do it because what is this a hundred miles? It's just a hundred miles, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's breaking it down, isn't it? And you know, um, if you were to say that to your work colleagues oh what you, what, what's your plans for next year are you going on holiday if you just told them all that then would you be handed your p45 and be asked to leave um i i mean when when i said to them like oh i'm just running a marathon they were like oh you know that it's a long distance hmm. and they were like you know it's a big thing like it's a massive thing they're trying to I sort of I think break me down to be like oh I will back out from this and I was just yeah. like oh it's just a 42 kilometers I was just you know just a dumb blonde just running around just being like oh just run it because it's just only 42 kilometers what can this do to me um, <laughs> and then when I say to them like slowly getting into it I think they got used to me being a bit um, insane and sort of in the form of running um, so now when I said oh I've got 50k to go 
what 50k i wouldn't even drive that far and i'm like i'll just run that far how long did it take you and you know the um, last week uh 42 minutes uh 50k pb and i just run that in like nine hours and a five minutes and 52 seconds and i'm like this is what i've done how funny (laughs) and everyone is just like you're definitely not okay and i'm like no, I am perfectly fine. I'm just like, you know, just, I just like running long. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and people are like, just crazy. And when I say to them, oh, I'm just going to run 50 miles, like, wait, 50 miles, what is it in that in Kogunomitis? About 80? Yeah. And they're like, what? They're like, <laughs> no, what? I, I, I had that. And funnily enough, it wrong sure yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, a friend said, um, you know, because I like, like said, oh, you know, um, have you got any plans for your birthday? So, well, the day after my birthday, I'm, I'm running a, a 50 mile race, so GB Ultra Chester 50. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> they, they just responded to me. I thought, I'd find it difficult driving 50 miles in one go, and you're running that. It's that, yeah, I, I want to do something on the weekend of my birthday. You know, it's that, you know, if I weren't doing that, you know, I'd probably be drinking or just be sitting on my bottom watching Netflix. So, yeah, it's good. Um, but it's, it's you know, it's all my my race calendar is like all my cancelled events from this year, next year with the addition yeah. of the Chester 50. It's like, well, you know, um, we still might be living with this pandemic. You know, we might be going into lockdown. So I might as well do something with my time, just get my running shoes yeah. on and go for a run for the full weekend. Yeah, what we'll do, what we will do is because this episode will be going out, you know, at you know, some point during December. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to play any Christmas music right now. I'll get you to um, sing your Christmas song. I mean, it's entirely up to you if you want to do that. But we can discuss what Christmas gifts you get for the runner in your life. So, let's do this. What is one gift you would buy, or even want yourself, that would be beneficial for a runner? Oh, Jesus. Um, I have absolutely no idea, to be honest with you, because I, I'm i a shit person to buy people's gifts. Like, I prefer to ask them and be like, so what do you want to, you know, get this year? What would be your top five things to get this year? And then I'll just pick one of those things and be like, there you go. Um but yeah, um, I think the ultimate best gift for a runner would be like, depending on your budget, if it's up to like 50 quid, I'll probably get them a race entry for a race that Wicked. they have for this year. Um, or maybe a voucher for a running store, like a local running store that you can get a, uh, a pair of running shoes or a physio session. Um, or since we are approaching the winter months, even further and further more i know you've got probably snow up north um i'll probably go for like a proper <laughs> thick socks or uh, a pair of gloves and a hat or something uh definitely one of those like one of those couple of things that would definitely make a runner's thing or a good foot cream to protect the foot um and to make sure you know our foot's um uh, feet are moistured um i've got a hand version of that one which is um o'keefe's working hands cream it's a yeah. green one and, and it works it's magic literally it works it's magic um it's, they've got the same thing for foot and it's 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 literally perfect it keeps your feet nice and moistured and really in a good condition so i think that if you're into yeah wicked in, re- in response to that we have had snow up north and oh, um I, I, you know yeah. it's, it's, it's so fitting because game of thrones 
pretty much tells you what you need to know about the United Kingdom because Manchester is like Winterfell. <laughs> it's so yeah. much colder up now. But um, you know, um, I, I think that's a, I think that's great. You know, um, you know, getting somebody a race entry, and and you could get quite cruel with that. You know, some you know, let's say for example, your partner or your family member or friend who's into running or starting to get into running, if they just pissed you off throughout the year, you could get them a race entry for, but for something you know, really difficult, like just sign them up for a marathon or a 100k <laughs> rate, like, yeah, what, you, 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 what, what's this, yeah, what's this race to the king entry you've got me? Oh, it's just um, a 100k race. Well, I'm never going to be able to do that. It's like, well, you know, um, Santa gets kids call when they're naughty. You've pissed me off all year, so I'm getting you a 100k race entry. Yeah, just, just you know, just give it, just be a nice person and gift it to someone. But they can always transfer it over. They can always do those things with that race entry. But I would just probably like if I would hate someone, I would just get them like a potato in a box. You've got, you've got actually, um, there is a <laughs> that sends people a potato in a box, uh, which is quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Or a yeah. massive. Box. Yeah, I think. Um chafing cream or chafing bar would be a good secret santa present you know chafing is horrible yeah i've never tried that before i i I, i'm just quite frugal you know being um, from up north myself and i just use vaseline but yeah i keep hearing about this squirrel's nut but when i first saw it it's that you know i'm seeing people like taking a nice selfie holding it is that is that something you eat is it like a snack is it you know like peanut butter that's what I was thinking to peanut butter, but apparently it's a peanut butter for your nuts. Um, <laughs> so I cannot, That's I cannot wicked. imagine being a guy and you know having my reproductive organs outside of my body and having the chafing. I literally cannot imagine having the chafing. As females have it a little bit better because we we wear the sports bra, so we don't get that part of chafing. But I cannot imagine having a chafed nipples and chafed balls. Like that's a whole another level of chafing that I don't want to ever experience, and I know yeah. I will never experience that. <laughs> I don't want to experience. I know I will never experience that. Well, I've I've never experienced that problem personally. I, you know, um, having testicles is already one thing to overcome in itself, but yeah. to have chafing as well, it's another thing. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've occasionally had chafed nipples, but that was very early on, you know, when I was going out running in cotton t-shirts. <laughs> and, but yeah, I, I think that would be a great secret Santa present. So yeah, squirrels, not butter. And any like quite cheap. sports gels and everything, that would be probably good as well. Oh yeah. Well, well, the glamour is, is that, you know, um, there's a big emphasis and, you know, pressure to, buy all these sports gels if you're into your road running but like me and you you know we love the trail it's like you can just virtually eat anything you could like a birthday buffet in you know your hydration pack pork pies pasties you know i've, I've even taken like um, snickers and my big thing at the moment is tunnocks caramel wafers they are the one yes oh my god tunnocks is one of the best things ever like the caramel wafers they're a little bit dry for me but um, because they've got you've got the caramel bit, but it will be a little bit more caramel to the proportion of the wafer, like yeah, tiny bit more. That would make a sweet, sweet snack. Like I know so many people love it, and a couple of my friends love the tannocks, and probably they would sell their soul to tannocks if it means that they could get sponsored uh, by them. <laughs> hashtag gifted. Hashtag gifted. Hashtag ads. Sorry if I offended yeah. anyone. <laughs> but, oh, 
but yeah but probably like I would sell my soul if I could get sponsored by my favorite local pizza place like I would just basically be like yeah there you go this is my soul take it and do it whatever you want with that but do not take the running away from me I will li- run in oh, your oh no but, but you, could, you could do that in running it's that you know it's that trail running and ultra running like you know pizza's good it's complex carbs and it's I, I just think me it's that if John Kelly can eat pot noodles why can't I eat pot noodles you know it's, it's giving me the justification now it's that yeah I'm gonna go out and do a 50k <laughs> run or 50 miles I, I'm I'm having a probably not a Bombay bad, bad boy and pot noodle I think you know it's things could um, end very suddenly and horrifically but yeah it's like John Kelly's like you know he's an ultra elite runner so I'm having pot noodles as well <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's a running joke, isn't there? You know, especially for us um, normal runners, whatever normal um, is defined as, is when yeah. we go out and buy an expensive pair of running shoes and we've got little money left over to see us through the remainder of the month, that um, we um, just revert to pot noodles and um, Maggie's noodles. I don't know if you've tried Maggie's noodles. No. Oh, they're noodles. wicked. Yeah, Maggie's noodles. You can get like five packets for one pound. So. If you're going to be naughty this month and spend vast amounts of money on, you know, whether it's carbon fiber plated shoes, which, you know, I've not got time for, or the Ultra Olympus, you know, I just think, you know, ben, Ben's recommended Maggie's noodles. You know, they're not very nutritional, but they will do the job. Insert like a proper Maggie's noodles music with you basically just going on like a bright yellow <laughs> button. Maggie's noodles, they're good yeah. and for you. And all Ultra runners love it. Recommended, Ben. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering now, and I need to um, use this to my advantage. Um, if anyone's listening and knows a contact at Maggie's Noodles, just get out to get in touch with me. See if they can, um, you know, like sponsor <laughs> me. I think that would be great. I would be all <laughs> over that. Yeah. You know, we, we are not con- we are not conventional runners. You know, we're not bothered about, you know, promoting shoes or woolly hats or toothpaste with electrolytes in it. So, you know, I, I want to be promoting... Yeah noodles on my instagram feed noodles yeah if i'm going to use that hashtag gifted hashtag it's going to be for noodles that that is the standard yeah Yeah, i'm not interested with free shoes give me noodles whenever we talk about noodles whenever i i'm thinking about noodles it always reminds me justin timberlake's hair from nsync (laughs) yeah it's a noodle hair. All I can think of is how people uh, photoshopped their noodles onto his head and make his head look like noodles. So that's all I can think of. Whenever I think of noodles or pot noodles or anything, it's always I've got the Justin Timberlake in the back of my head just going like, noodle head. They don't look any different, do they? No. You know, it's like hot dogs or legs. You know, it can get yeah. quite confusing that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to ask you um, a number of questions, quick fire questions, hopefully. Um, I, I called them in the last episode, not so quick fire, because it went on for about 15, 20 minutes with Mikey. But, you know, um, in homage of the name of the podcast, Carbs Rule Everything Around Me, what is your favourite post-run meal? Pizza. What toppings? Uh, triple cheese, caramelized onion, uh, sriracha mayo sauce. That's my oh, that is unreal. That is unreal. Have you ever had pizza with Frank's hot, hot sauce? Oh, um, I tried that <sighs> once. I tried that hot sauce once, and I'm not doing it ever, ever again because a it burned my stomach and b it burned my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've got an iron stomach, so I don't have that problem. But, oh, gosh, oh, is that yeah. I mean, we, we've had the conversation, haven't we? And pineapple on pizza, it's like a big no-no. 
no, no, no. If you if you like pineapple and pizza, that like I know some of my friends do. I will respect you um, in another aspect, like all the other aspects of your life. But I'm not going to respect you in the top oh, no. because that's our friendship right here being ruined by you eating pineapple and pizza. I know you can get fruit everywhere else, but just don't put it on pizza. It doesn't belong no, on pizza. I agree on Pete that it belongs on Peter. No, just no, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. It either you know belongs on its own or in the bin. You know, it's just two narratives there. So the next question is, what is that one snack that you've relied on during long runs? Uh, literally toss um, little uh, square mm. uh, snacks. That's the, the one of the only things that will not upset my stomach and I'm not going to feel sick afterwards um, because I tried, I went through uh, SIS gels. Uh, I didn't feel like they were doing much for me. Mm. Um, I tried Maruten or however you pronounce it. It was nice at first. It's really sweet mm. um, and I'm a little bit sickly. Um, I tried literally glitters, which is the most, like I can eat it as a snack even when I'm not running, which is a very dangerous thing. Um, and also I tried goo gels. Um, they're really nice, um, different flavors. Um, so I think if I would have to decide between, sorry, goo gels and lucha delitos, it would be lucha delitos. Yeah, I've never tried them. You know, I've, I've seen them doing the rounds. I, I'm just uh, massive into mountain fuel at the moment it's, it's more like a jelly you know similar to martyr and i've been i've yeah. been having them as a snack and they do a cola flavor which is unreal it tastes like the um cola bottle sweets that you get oh no yeah no. unreal that's what i do that's what i do with literally the latest i've got a box um of my ultra sarash running slash or all the crap under my bed <laughs> and i've got little delitos out there so i'm feeling snacky in the evening and i don't want to go to the kitchen i'll just go like just hover myself over the yeah. bed and just pull it and just get one and then just sit there and just, just have a midnight snack and that is the best thing that i can ever get it's it's easy to snack <laughs> just make sure you don't put your hand in that box and pick out one of those um, caffeine bullet um, sweets i don't know if you've tried those well, I've been those as a midnight snack. <laughs> I'd just be game over. So, right, I'm not I, getting any sleep tonight. Try that. Try that. Tested that. I, I, it's not my cup of tea because they're just they are way too chewy and they've got quite like bittery taste for me. So mm, not really I just end up being wired, me. It's like, you know, even the rum won't tie me out. And it's like, what, what is going to tie me out? I've just had one of those. And it's like, I'm still wide awake in bed and I've been in bed for two hours. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, next question I've got for you is: If you had three guests round at yours for dinner, who would they be? That's easy. Kelly, Paul, and Courtney Dalton. Nice, like it. And what culinary delights would you cook for them? Uh, I'm a shit cook, so I'd probably hire someone to do it for me. Uh, but if anything, I would of course cater to any dietary requirements. Uh, to the respect of the guests, there are probably some meats for them and vegetarian stuff for me. Um, and of course, uh, non-alcoholic buying Sufferfest beer probably, um, and beer for Courtney because I know she likes beer um, after her runs. Oh, wicked! I want to be a fly on the wall. I think that could be quite messy, oh. even with zero alcohol. And if oh, all else not- fails, if all else fails, Ags, you know it's just eat, save the day. Yeah. yeah. So Wicked. And I've got a few more questions for you before we wrap things up. Cool. What 
are your favourite podcasts? I'm not expecting you to say this one, but what are your favourite podcasts? I have to go on my podcast app just to see this. Um, of course, uh, you are one of them. I also love the podcast about the Chernobyl HBO series, um, which I've watched and it's amazing. Uh, Ginger Run Alive, uh, yeah. Becoming Ultra, Training for Ultra, um, and Rumbling Runner. And also, a good people that I listen to are um, the Running Gingerly podcast, which I haven't heard from them in ages, uh, but uh, but they're really good guys as well. Uh, Free Brothers and very inspirational as well. Wicked. And what is that one song that gets you fired up when you're out running? One song, it used to be a thing what started me off at London it used to be like one of the remixes that I put on a playlist um, from like ages ago that I still have but I keep modifying things and adding it um, mm. I think at the moment it would have to be Monsters by All Time Low featuring uh, Black Bear Nice, nice and you're also a fan of Bring Me The Horizon which oh, of course. I'm it- massive about Bring Me The Horizon is my earliest love in uh, sort of more hardcore music um yeah, and it's just i used to be an obsessed with uh bringing the horizon with oliver sykes um and with his clothing brand and i'll just be like I, yeah. when i the uk i really want to visit the store and i didn't and i was like i like it here <laughs> i just walked in and i was like i looked and i was like yeah it's nice <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm just a big fan of them and you know i think it's great running music it's heavy you know it's not for everyone but yeah i just stick on that and semper eternal album annoy everyone at work that's what i usually play <laughs> like early, early the horizon like uh all the screamo moments where, yeah. where like the beginning of beginnings of the band i'll just basically play like one of the albums and then i'll just be like eh, i can survive with this you cannot yeah wicked and then final question, Ags. What is the one self-love practice that you do outside of running? Sleeping and napping quite a lot. If I could get paid for sleeping and for napping, I would, I would probably be able to quit my job and, I don't know, live in one of the top mansions in London or something. Uh, just because I can sleep pretty much on the queue everywhere. I can just, if I, I can sleep on the floor, I can just lay down on the floor, just give me a pillow or something. And I can just probably have like an hour of nap. And that's what I do mostly. Like I rest because I for sleeping, so I can always lie whenever I want and just have a nap and just ease ease off into deep sleep, uh, because that's the best way for me to relax. Uh, not by you know um, having a massage or anything. I'll probably wake up like a crippled fifty year old when I wake up from a nap after a long run. Uh, but you know at least I'll be well slept, and that's the thing that keeps me going the most is to sleep. I think you just found your. Um... FKT, do it in napping. You can yeah. fall asleep, fastest known time, I'm, I'm, or even yeah, LKT, longest known time. Yeah, What's the um, duration of your napping this week? So um, I'm absolutely beasting that. You know, if there was a medal where I finished first place, you know, it's going to be mine. Usually, it's about hours. If if I'm if I'm setting myself a timer, it's usually for about an hour and a half, two hours. Even if I don't set myself a timer, I'll probably wake up in about like two hours about three hours I think the longest nap that I've ever had was I woke up at six in the morning and I slept until 11 so um that was about five solid five hours now 
Yeah, that is wicked. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to thank you very much for dropping in. It's been an absolute yeah, pleasure. I always love talking to you, and I hope that everybody else loves listening to you tell your stories as well. So thanks once again. And for the in in between impromptu lack of time. Yeah. Well, that makes the um, podcast more authentic. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Carbs Rule Podcast, a conversation with Agatha. If you enjoyed the episode, please spread the word on social media and leave a review. Until next time, keep it real and keep on doing your thing.